Okay, this is a fairly unique digital side hug. The noise you hear in the background is actually Interstate 71. Uh, we're, on, we're, we're on a stretch of interstate between uh, Louisville and Columbus, I'm sorry, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, on our way to Columbus, and I'm here with my wife. <laughs> it's so awesome. And we are we're recording a digital side hug that's kind of unique. Um, Becky, today's a special day. I turned 40 today. This is Becky's 40th birthday. Becky, what what time were you born? Like, what time of the day? I have no idea. Okay, you don't, because I don't know either. No, do you know no? when you were born? I, I, well, I actually, I asked my parents when I was born about two weeks ago, because my birthday was two weeks ago. I don't think they know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people kept up with all of that back then. I, it's on my birth certificate. I mean, they're, they're looking for it. They're, yeah. they're doing some research as we speak. Um, so it's Becky's 40th. I mean, 40th. a medical profession kept up with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your 40th birthday. And so it's a very special day. And that's part of why I thought it would be fun to record this podcast. But there's there's another reason why today is a special day. Another reason why we're recording this podcast. Tell the people, Becky, why we're recording a digital side hug on the interstate. We're on our way to a youth ministry conference called Simply Youth Ministry. That's right. SYMC. We're, we're going to be there tonight. The conference starts tomorrow. It's going to be great. I've never been to SYMC before. Have you? No. <laughs> what if I had? Well, that would have been awesome. And I'm telling you right now on this podcast. Yeah. I, well, I would have been... I went, I went without we, you one year. Yeah, we would have done the Blitzkrieg Get to Know Me by finding out <laughs> who, who you went with. Back that you know. time when you kept the kids and I went off to that youth ministry conference. Becky and I, we typically go to conferences together <laughs> yes when I go I love to I love to take Becky with me for several reasons one I like having you with me I'm in love with you I'm you're, in love with you you're very special to me um, and I enjoy your company but the but another reason um, you love youth ministry too yeah I do and when we go to conferences we get to divide and conquer we, we, we get to sometimes we're together in classes or breakout sessions or what have you Obviously, we enjoy keynotes together, but... but Probably more often than not, with classes, we split up. Yeah. And and you're digging in and learning things that I get to benefit from and vice versa. And what we're planning to do with this podcast is have kind of a part, part one here. This one single podcast will have a first half and a second half, with halftime in between being us at the conference. <laughs> so, so there will be a halftime... Uh, a speech given by all all the people who are presenting at the Simply Youth Ministry Convention, and then on our way home, we'll record the second half of this. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds but good. We're, special question and answer, a little different from the way we normally do it. But I have started the chain reaction music. Um, Becky, you, you turned you turned forty today, and you still are not on Facebook. Correct. Tell us why. Because I I have a hard enough time with email. And texting, and I, hard enough time. Do you mean well, like technologically you can't figure you, it out? No, oh, maybe, maybe a little bit of that too. No, I can figure out email and texting, but it's just a lot. It's a lot to keep up with thinking about adding in a Facebook. The, um, there's pressure there to you know like follow how, through. Or how often am I gonna be getting on and yeah. 
checking I don't I don't even know the lingo really but checking pe- people's Facebook page or getting back with people there's a little fear that potentially Facebook will complicate yes that. yes it's pretty simple right now uh, technologically for me I don't even have a smartphone I, and I, you know I have a Facebook and I've obviously you've been able to sort of see a little bit of I, I'm rarely I'm rarely on Facebook what about Facebook why do you want to do it? Like, what is there anything about it that's attractive that makes you think about doing it? Because there are many people um, that I don't see anymore that I love from my childhood or high school or college or other cities you and I have lived in that I would love to, to connect to. Yeah. And when this podcast is released, if it is released, this is an experimental podcast, by the way. When, when people are hearing the sound of your voice talk about this, will you will you have a Facebook? Because we've considered giving you a Facebook account for your birthday. <laughs> now that you're 40, do you think you're going to have one? I'm, I'm undecided. Well, give us a percentage. Like what? I I'd say. What are the chances Becky C. Graves Rubio? has a Facebook uh, by the time this podcast is released? Oh, probably zero. Zero? Yeah. Zero? Because I thought we were going to do it today. I don't know. I don't know about today. Okay. Well. But the next couple of weeks, maybe 60-40. You? Well, this podcast is not going to be released for several weeks. Oh, okay. That's that's what I'm talking. It could be three or four weeks before anybody hears this. Yeah, then 60, 40. 60, that's my that's my answer. Sixty percent chance you will. I will. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Becky, Becky Rubio. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great. Now, okay. Um, you and I drive to conferences instead of fly. We've flown twice, I think. Mm-hmm. California. We flew to Anaheim. We flew to we flew to uh, Colorado Springs one time. Yep. But we normally drive wherever we go, Colorado Springs, Galveston, Dallas, Orlando, Atlanta, wherever we go. We live in Middle Tennessee, by the way. Why do we drive versus fly? We like to talk, and so it's a road trip. We actually we get to visit a lot, and there's do. really no hassle of all the airport and checking bags and waiting. It's just enjoyable time in the car visiting. And it's a, it's it's less expensive. Yeah. That way. There's that too. But the best thing is just being together and talking, and we, and on our way home from the conference, whatever conference it is, whether it's simply youth ministry or youth specialties or summit or national conference on youth ministries, we get to process what we heard and talk about changes we want to make or programs we might want to start, programs we we might want to kill. <laughs> Uh, by the way, every time you laugh, you're breathing directly into the microphone, and it it, it, okay. it's, it's, it creates a. So when 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 if you're listening to the podcast, when it sounds like an explosion has happened, Becky's laughing, so that got it should be helpful. Uh, also, you like to drive. Uh, you enjoy being behind the wheel. I do I do? And I really don't. Drive. I like I love being a passenger. So there you go. It's, it's perfect. So great. It fits my gifts. We've actually talked about maybe someday when I retire. Retiring and, and driving a big rig like a truck around the country. We could see the world and be paid to do well, it. At least the country. Um, well, yeah, the country. Or the, or the continent. <laughs> It'd be hard, a little hard to see the world as an as a 18-wheeler uh, truck driver. 
Um, and I would just like to say, some of you are thinking, they're recording a podcast while driving? You need to know, my eyes are on the road. I've got two hands on the wheel. And just my, basically my motto with the, the, with the digital side hug has always been safety first. And, and so it's no different today. That's very good to know. Safety first. And I'm holding the microphone, which is where I'm most comfortable. That's right. I love holding microphones. <laughs> Those of you that know Becky, you know she is having the time of her life being recorded. Uh, so, so That was a joke. The um, Rule number one for us is safety first. Rule number two is let's let's learn something about youth ministry let's let's get excited about the work that we're doing with teenagers and rule number three is is physical affection you know invading other people's personal space that those are the three rules at the digital side hug so let's do number two and save number three for later (laughs) i got a big smile on my face number two let's talk about youth ministry okay becky you and i have been in youth ministry 19 years and there have been times where we almost got out to transition to another ministry or to leave church work altogether, go do something like like teach in a school or whatever. There were times where I didn't even know what I might do, but it felt like for the health of our marriage, for the health of our family, we had to quit doing this thing called youth ministry, but we're still in. Let's talk about the keys to being in youth ministry as long as we have, which is 19 years. What are the, what are the keys? Hmm... I would say one is, I mean, one of my big ones is just being at great churches. Absolutely. That is such a big one. We've known many people who have gotten out of youth ministry because they've been in some not so good situations. And we've, we've been very blessed to, to be with great people at great churches. And the very first digital side hug that I recorded was with my hero, Buster Clemens. That was one of the things that he said. And I remember thinking, that is so true. What if I weren't at unbelievable churches? Because I've, I've had conversations with youth ministers that, that didn't have healthy situations, didn't have wonderful mentoring relationships with their elders or, or their, their senior pastor or preacher. And we've had, we've had that and amazing teens and amazing families that were supportive and loving and all this and that is such a huge deal mm-hmm. and I would say Buster Clemens is a key and people like Buster Clemens but having mentors that Absolutely. have already been there and done that and that we can go to and ask for great advice and Kim you know Buster and Kim Clemens I mean Buster's wife um, yeah those early years especially not knowing what in the world we were doing have having people that were older and wiser to lean on and help answer those difficult questions. I can't, I mean, I can't even tell you the number of times I've thought, what would Buster do? And I've even thought, what would, what would Kim do? How would she handle this? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that is huge. Um, so uh, great churches and, and White Station, Crossbridge, Otter Creek have all been great congregations. We've worked in, in three different ones. Uh, and they loved us so well. Also, mentors. Other other keys. Any others? Uh, family day. You take Mondays off. I think. Yep. I and think I, maybe and I have we, for a long time. I think we may have started out with Thursdays. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. at 
in White Memphis. Station, and then... It was Fridays in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, it's Mondays. Mon- uh, for the last 11 years, it's been Mondays here at Otter Creek, which is in Middle Tennessee. And that all started at, on the advice of a guy named Bob Chisholm, who was my preacher. Bob, Bob gave me an hour every week in his office, and he was basically like my counselor. And he poured into me advice and love and challenges. And I remember him saying, and this was the cool thing about this was, it was a challenge that he had been given by a mentor of his, his named Prentice Metter, who, who, you know, God rest his soul, Prentice is no longer with us, but what a man. And few men ever touched my life like Prentice because he's the guy that planted this this. The love and commitment to Family Day in Bob, and Bob came to me, and we sat down one day, and he, I was in his office, and he said, "I've heard you. I've heard you refer to Monday as your day off, and I know that Becky works, and you may play golf on that day or whatever. I encourage you right now, call that Family Day, because when Becky gets off work, you know, you two cherish that time, plug into each other, communicate that it's Family Day to your families and to the teens and to your." ministerial staff, the secretaries or administrative assistants that might answer the phone and, and, you know, sort of run interference for you on that day. It's not a day off. It's a family day. Treasure it. And that has been huge. And we still do it. All these years later, there's one day a week that everybody in my life at my church, everybody knows, you know, unless there's a, unless there's a, 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 a crisis, you know, David's off limits today because we want him plugging in and pouring into his family, and we want them plugging in and pouring into him. Yeah, I think that's has saved us. Uh, that's been great. It's also been uh, youth ministry, speaking of our career, has been a good fit for our family. Um, it's a good fit for my gifts. It's a good fit for our marriage. Our kids love that I do it. Um, you like it. You know, we... Our home, when teens come to our house, it's fun for all the five members of our family. Um, Nobody gets drained by this. Everybody gets energized, you know, by the the basic idea of working with teens. Yeah. And I think we all think it's pretty much the best job there is. Yeah. I think your whole family thinks that. Yes. So that's 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 big too. It is huge. Knowing that for me is huge, and then the, just the reality of that. Um, anything else? No, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. I, you know, one thing might be trying to. And I don't know what you would say about this, but I, but we alluded earlier to this idea of killing programs. Mm-hmm. You know, coming home from a youth conference, energized to let go of something. And I think it's helped us stay in youth ministry to, to try to imagine what it would be like to do something different. For one thing, I can't imagine you not, I can't imagine you in any profession not being able to imagine and dream and pull off something new. That, that would be so stifling to you. It would be. I think if you were in that kind of job. Um, so that goes back to fit, I guess. Well, and it goes back to having but, a great church yeah. you know, with, 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 with families that can say you know we don't know where he's taking us right now or what what's happening and we've never seen anything like this you know when you get rid of programs that everyone loves or you make changes to a ministry or you imagine something new or you innovate that change can be difficult and it can be uncomfortable 
but I I think it you love change I think it energizes maybe that's not yeah. true for everyone but certainly it's been true yeah. in our case um well cool that, that, that those are those definitely feel like keys yeah cool to longevity and ministry how so we've been in 19 years we've been at Otter Creek 11 how long are we going to stay in youth ministry well, what do you think I don't know I'm not I, I don't see the end I know I mean, it could I, happen, you I know, can't. later on this drive. Obviously, we're it not could. guaranteed tomorrow, but but it but it does feel like we could be doing this a lot longer. Right. Um, okay, let's transition then to advice. Let's give a little bit of advice to young young wives fr- from you. Okay. And I'll give a little bit of advice to young young husbands. Um, and and of course, this could be advice for for those of you that aren't so young as well, potentially. Or for those of you that aren't married yet, you know, perhaps you hear something here that, that can help as you consider a future spouse in ministry. Can you think of advice you would want to give? Yes. It was very helpful for me along the way to begin um, embracing opinions of everyone at our church, whatever, I guess we've been at three churches, um, to when someone comes to me and criticizes my husband um, or I or I hear the criticism to actually embrace it as opposed to um, bucking up against it or becoming defensive which is pretty easy as a wife to do um, and I think I did do that I used to feel that inside when we were younger and I would think well what why does why does that person think they know David's the youth minister you know and he isn't he the expert isn't he the one that's paid to do this job forget the Which fact is that he has so... a degree in social science you know he's an expert and he aren't, feels the, like that. aren't they the ones that actually have the kid in their house they are the experts so um it it took it took me a little bit to realize that and having realized it it's beautiful and wonderful to to look at it like everyone at this church is just really we're all trying to make this the best youth ministry it can be we all at at our church we want this to be the best ministry youth ministry ever because it's ours so we want ours to be great all of us do and so the more opinions that are brought in actually the better because it's going to be so much better um, than just one or two or three or four brains working it's truly better so it's so it's it's like I can actually see that and I really do see it as a good thing now which frees me up I'm a lot happier and um and probably that helps you be happier too I don't think you get defensive anymore either but it's probably nice that your wife doesn't get defensive um so it is yeah I mean it's that it that is huge and it does bring freedom and that's great because criticism is going to come. Um, oh, absolutely. And it's it's a, it's good. I mean, so many times the criticism has not only been given out of love. Not not only has it been meant for the you know to make a good positive difference, but it but it has. It's helped. So that's great. Becky. Well, and the best youth ministry out there, whatever is the very best youth ministry out there. Even that youth ministry is going to have to grow and change. 
Yeah. I mean, next year they're going to be they're going to need to be a little bit different than they are this year, and same thing for the next year and the yeah. next year because the needs of their families are going to have changed. Well, their so families have new will have families. Changed. Yeah. yeah, and so really, we all need to be listening and learning and changing as we go. That's great. My my advice to young husbands or to those of you that are considering becoming a husband, uh, those of you that are husbands already. I, I, as a kid, remember my dad saying that he loved my mom more than most of all. You know, he, he would say, I love mom most. And we would say, well, don't you love us? You know, don't you love us more, dad? You know, and he would say, no, no, no. I, I, I love your mom. You know, I love your mom most. And I remember sort of taking it a little intellectually taking it personally. But then it was so awesome to watch that play out. And I, as I grew, I loved that about my dad. I loved that he loved my mom most. It, it didn't, you know, it didn't continue to, it, it really never was a jab or, you know, I treasured that my dad loved my mom. And so... Um, I have always tried to emulate that and that would be that'd be the one thing I think that I would say to young or husbands or future husbands don't and, and, and please don't hear me I mean understand there's a difference between looking like you adore your wife and actually adoring your wife and I'm I'm not saying put your love affair with your wife on display even if it stinks you know make it look great I'm not saying that I'm saying adore your wife most Every day, you know, make that your your number one priority in the human relationship, you know, universe. Um, anyway, that's enough about that. I th- we, we've gone pretty much 25 minutes. This is as long as we needed to go. Real quick, what one, is there one, you know, topic that you hope Simply Youth Ministry uh, touches on? One topic that you think, man, if... If SYMC could just do a keynote or an awesome breakout session on this, that would be awesome. Bringing scripture to teens and making it come alive for them and helping them fall more in love with this guidebook. Yes. Oh, that's good. And I love that. I would love that class too. I think for me, the one I would most want to hear is a class on sort of on the ground detailed practical tips on how to make intergenerational ministry happen in a large church uh, I'm not in a mega church but, but we're, to, we're, to, we're in a pretty large youth ministry I would love that I, the theory I've got and, and all that what, I, what I'd like to hear is maybe some youth workers firing off you know brainstorming ideas for how to actually do life-giving, awesome, energy-in ministry in different ways um, so I could go home with some tools in my toolbox. That would be one thing I would really love. All right. All right. That was fun. Well, listen, I'm going to start this music, and here's the deal, people. I have given my wife, for her 40th birthday, the gift of being (laughs) the host of a Digital Side Hug podcast. (laughs) Becky. 
What did oh, you think? What I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> will she get a Facebook account later today for her 40th? Uh, we will all find out together, and we're going to go enjoy SMYC. Let's do or it. Or SYMC. Right, we love you people, uh, and we'll we'll see you on the flip-flop. We'll record a little bit on our way home. Okay, I cut the music short because we're already in the middle of a podcast. Uh, we just, if you're listening to this, you you finished, like we were just on our way to Simply Youth Ministry Conference, but now we're on our way back home. We've been to the SM, SYMC and we've got a report. Yeah, we do. Um, we're we're going we're, we're gonna to see our own kids here, our two teenagers and our nine-year-old in just a couple of hours. So we're getting super jazzed up about that. But I loved the conference, Becky. What about you? I loved it. I loved the worship. I loved the a worship band called King's Kaleidoscope. King, yeah, King's Kaleidoscope was probably my favorite of the worship bands. It was all good, though. All, all the worship was good. They led, I would say, at least three-fourths of the, the songs they led were hymns, were old hymns that we grew up singing. Yes. And they were very meaty, and just they're just like little sermons. They're just uh-huh. so edifying and great. So we, I loved that. The worship was great. I loved, I loved the leadership of SYMC and just the way they try to make the conference our conference. It really feels like that. Um, and I, and and a, a many of you listeners know that I get a chance to be the MC at the National Conference on Youth Ministries, which is a, a COC um, conference that happens every year. And my favorite thing about it, about any conference really, is the connections that you make. And it that it felt like that's what SYMC is mainly about, connecting with God as we connect with one another. I love that. Uh, the volunteers, there were so many volunteers. They, um, they were really smiley and really helpful, really great. Yeah, it seemed like whenever I had Everywhere. a question, there was somebody standing right there to answer my question for me. I got to do some awesome podcast interviews. Um, I got to interview Jason Ostrander, the director of the conference, and then he suggested uh, names of some really awesome ministers. Um, that, And I think that you out there in the digital side hug listening world, you're going to be really blessed to hear some of the podcasts coming out of the Simply Youth Ministry Conference. It was great. Hotel was great. City, Columbus, Ohio. Congratulate. Bravo, Columbus, Ohio. Bravo. <laughs> Um, all right, so do we want to just get right to what the takeaway was? Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me? Like sure, the, the, I can the go takeaway first. of the weekend, I'll spiritually speaking. Um, I kept hearing the same thing, just maybe I was just ready to hear this, but from three different presenters, um, Jeff Lawrence, who was part of a panel, said, You teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Yeah, that was cool. And then Joe Saxton um, challenged us as youth workers to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves spiritually. And yeah. and she asked, "Who's taking care of you? Who's mentoring you? Yeah. You're you're leading teens spiritually, but just make sure you're are we taking going, care of ourselves? Yeah, she was yourself. Awesome. And then. Um, Derwin Gray said, you can't give away what you don't possess. So if you don't possess it to begin with. 
this mature faith or love for Christ, um, then how can you give it away if it's not even there? Yeah, if, if you, you know, that's cool. If we don't have it, what, how can we impart it? That's good. Um, I think for me, uh, the big takeaway was probably just this notion. I went to a class on multi-generational, um, and I was hoping to get a chance to do that. And in this class on intergenerational or multi-generational integration of the youth group into the church, it, the, uh, the speaker, the, the teacher made the point that if you know, if you know what your youth group should be doing, if you know what your, your church needs and you're not taking them there, you know, maybe because it's, it's, a, it's a change that might be uncomfortable to folks or maybe it's not even the popular thing to do, you're putting your, your job ahead of the calling. And, and he said it a couple of times. In fact, I heard more than one person say it. The point being, some of you need to put your jobs on the line. Like maybe it's time for some of you to go lead in the direction that might cost you your job. And, you know, that stood out for me, not because I'm afraid that my church won't want to integrate the youth group into the body or to do multi-generational youth ministry, because I think Otter Creek can do that. And I think that's what our, actually our church, you know, believes in and wants. But, but just that idea that I would put my own job ahead of God's calling was really challenging and inspirational to me kind of a reminder to say do you know who you're working for um Mm. i loved that i really did so those are two big nuggets um don't you know don't be so anxious to hold on to your job that it makes you kind of be afraid to do what it is you think god is leading you to and then you got to have to give yeah, have a real faith, a growing, maturing faith. And Care take for yourself. responsibility for that. And now, you said something like, something about, uh, did you say Harriet Beecher Stowe echoed this sentiment in when you're reading? Yeah, I, I told you that. I hadn't said that yet on this podcast. But, yeah, a character um, in this book that I'm reading, Uncle Tom's Cabin, um, well, he just made the statement, there's nothing in the world easier to do than talking. Yeah, and youth ministers need to hear that. I love that uh, that Harriet Beecher Stowe was a presenter this year. <laughs> she was for SYMC. Me. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, youth minister, we get so enamored with the sound of our own voice, like we're going to tell people what to do and it's going to do the trick. When really our lives, it's who we are. That is so great. Um, well, we we have, to have the sensitivity to to what we're saying ourselves. You know, to live it out, to actually own it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, well, a great weekend. Yeah. Obviously, we could tell people about kind of the, give them a romance update. You know, for you and me, so the, the husband wife getaway. I think Mike Iaconelli would be proud. Mike, we're, you know, we love you. We miss you. I mean, he was always a big, big on, you know, take some time, renew your marriage. But nobody wants to hear, let's be honest, nobody wants to hear that on this podcast. I mean, that is not, you know, 
So, and I think, you know, it's probably a good good time to stop right here. Yeah, I am not going to hug my wife because safety involved and driving, but safety first. we'll hug Stay later. If that's okay with everybody, we will give each other a hug later. We love you. I love you, Becky. I love you. You love the people in podcast land? Yeah. Oh, oh man. So I guess we'll see you next time on the on the digital side. Uh, Becky, do you have a final like sign off kind of deal? No, nope. got nothing. You don't want to say one, just any kind of blessing? No. Nope.